and welcome back to the Tea and Soju Sea Drama Podcast, your safe spot for sea drama chatter. I'm your host, Liliana, and it's time to sit back, grab your tea, and let's chat Asian dramas. In today's episode, it is the end of January. Thank goodness. Is everybody else feeling the January blues, the the January never ends kind of feeling? Because I'm ready for it to be over. But with the end of the month, that definitely means it's currently watching time. So that's what today's episode is all about. It is going to be a currently watching January 2023. And just a little explanation When I mean currently watching, this is what at the end of January 2023, I'm 2023. Oh my goodness, I've just realized I meant it's 2024, guys. Oh goodness, this is what happens. I used to do this all the time when I was back in school. I would still write 2023 for a good few weeks into the new year. I meant it's currently watching 2024 time, not 2023. Uh, So yeah, that's what we're going to be doing today. And it's going to be everything that I'm still currently watching at the end of January. So just a little bit of housekeeping before we get into the episode. If you like the podcast, please like, share and subscribe on the platform you listen to. That really helps the podcast reach other listeners. For more content check out patreon where you can find behind the scenes first impressions movie reviews and more and you will also be able to find a clip at the end of every month with everything i finished in the previous month so that will be live a day after this episode is released finally if you would like to chat to me or find a community check out discord instagram and other socials the link is in the episode notes so that is all of the housekeeping out of the way but before we get into the episode i am just gonna say guys i heard you the categories are back i have been thinking about it it does make it a little bit more i just have to prep a little bit more for the episode i suppose because i have to sort everything out but I heard you guys, I asked and everybody, the answer was overwhelmingly people want the categories back for the currently watching episode. So that's what we're going to do today. I am just going to run through them because I've changed them up a little bit. I've used them up, let's put it that way. So we now have a, a couple of categories and by a couple, I mean one, two, three, four and five. Uh, so They include the first category up will always be the loving category. And now these are the dramas that I'm running for. I'm completely obsessed with. These are the ones that I'm really, really, really enjoying at the time. Uh, Speaking of enjoying, the next category down is the enjoying category. And that just means it's dramas that I'm really liking, but they're not the ones that, you know, I'm running for at the moment. Whereas with my loving um you know dramas if they're not fully completed it means that as soon as new episodes drop like i am running for them i will put the others on hold and i will run for these whereas the enjoying are the ones that i'm really enjoying but i'm not you know running for episodes like the loving category i hope that makes sense so the next category after the enjoying category is what i'm calling the meh category it's kind of like the ones that I'm somewhat enjoying, but, you know, they could go either way. I could drop them or I could finish them. They're just, you know, the the ones that you feel kind of ambivalent towards. So that is the next category. And then the next category after that is the too early to tell. These are dramas that I've just started. I may have watched one or two episodes at the time of recording, and that means that I'm not too sure about them because they could go either way. I could really really enjoy them or I could drop them so these are just the ones that you know I haven't quite started you know really really getting into and then the other category is looking forward to starting now this is a brand new category I haven't really done this in a while but basically these are the dramas that have confirmed dates and I will definitely be checking out in the next month um 
So those are that because with I've already explained this, but with Chinese dramas, it's really, really difficult to do an upcoming, you know, in the next month like it is for Korean dramas, because Korean dramas, they give you a date and it's very, very easy. That date stays the same. Nothing really changes. But for Chinese dramas, um, it's quite difficult because they often announce like a couple of days before that they're you know that they've got a date and they're going to air on that specific date and even then you know a lot of things can happen and things can change there has been cases where a drama has been meant to go to air like the next day and a press release has been released and you know they've had to change the date with no new date in sight so that's why it's incredibly difficult to kind of do a upcoming in Chinese drama land so if you do want to keep up with those Twitter is a really really good place to sort of there's a couple of accounts I've already spoken about the um drama potato account they do all the you know as soon as it's released on weibo that you know official platforms dates they kind of release those and then if you don't want to venture into that uh, i do actually i don't capture everything because simply i can't and you know i will there's a lot of things that slip through the cracks but i do post especially for the ones that i'm really excited i do post confirmed premiere dates over on my instagram and i do have like a um you know uh, story highlights with all the confirmed dates so if you want to check that out you can head over to instagram and do that there but i'm kind of excited because i thought sometimes i sit down to record these and there's a couple of dramas that are coming that i know have confirmed dates but i just haven't been able to add it to this because i have to record well i could record a little bit later and closer to the release time but my work schedule has changed so now i have to record a little bit earlier so that's, you know, the reason why I thought this category will be quite good. And there's been a few K-dramas that I'm kind of looking forward to. So I will add those here as well. So that's the looking forward to starting category. And then lastly, there is a category. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep this category going forward just because... I don't know if this is the energy I want to be putting out out there, but I, I still think it's an interesting thing. And it's basically dramas that I dropped in, you know, in the previous month. And like I said, I don't tend to talk about negative dramas in a sense, or I try to avoid it as much as possible just because what I didn't like, other people may like. So I I don't know. I'm still unsure about this category. So I'm actually going to make this week's um, poll on, in not on Instagram, on Spotify to see what you guys think about the dramas I dropped category, if this is something that I should keep or it's one that I could really do without. Um, I'm still unsure about it. So I'm asking for your feedback and we will go from there. But that is it. That's the new categories. And without further ado, let's jump right into the first category, which is the loving category. This is the category I, you know, run for episodes and whatnot. And the first drama on this one is a drama that the only reason I haven't finished it is because I'm doing it as a watch along with people on Discord. Because otherwise, I would have binged this drama like nobody's business. I would have literally finished it in a weekend, no questions asked. And that is the drama Joy of Life. Now, I I'm adoring this drama so, so much. It's one of the dramas that came out of the recommendations from my 12 for 12 dramas. If you don't know what that is, because you don't follow me on the socials, basically I asked you know, listeners and friends to recommend 12 dramas for me to watch this year. And that's what that is. This one comes out of that list. And we kind of got together on Discord and a few people wanted to rewatch it. There was quite a few people that were new to it and wanted to watch it again. And I watch it for the first time, I mean. And I said, well, let's do a watch along. So what we do is we watch three episodes a week. And then on Sunday, we come together and we chat about it on a 
um, you know, audio chat thing over on Discord that we have. And that gets recorded and posted onto a um, channel on Discord and people can sort of listen to it if they can't make that specific time. And then they can also comment. There is a writing chat on there as well. So that's what we're doing. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And like I said, the only reason I am not watching it, you know, finishing it is because we're doing a watch along because it is so incredibly difficult for me to stop when that third episode for the week that I, you know, watched. Um, So I, I'm really, really enjoying it. This one will be a permanent feature on my currently watching list for I think the next two currently watching because I don't think we will finish it until March, I believe. Um, it is 46 episodes, but guys, every single episode so far has been done so, so well. And the, my drama list, you know, description reads, Fan Chan is born in an ancient empire of Southern Qing with memories of the 21st century. He lives in a rural town as an illeg- the illegitimate, illegitimate son of the Minister of Finance, raised by his grandmother. His mother, Yi Yu Ching Mei, was once a celebrated inventor and the founder of the Overwatch department, the country's spy network. But as but was killed was killed shortly after her son was born. Fan Qian has since been protected by a blind martial arts expert, Wu Zhu, his mother's bodyguard. He learned martial arts as and the art of poison as a child, and also assisted by the knowledge from the the twenty first century. There is a lot more. Like the description on MDL is fairly long, but basically what happens is he then goes to the capital. He gets brought back to the capital by the emperor and you know because he's meant to be marrying a princess it's a marriage of convenience and basically it's him trying to stay out of trouble and people pulling him into trouble and a lot of people are very very curious by him because obviously he is he has memories of the 21st century so he's very forward thinking and I adore this so much I really really like the male lead I had watched him before so his name is Zhang Ru Yoon. I had watched him a couple of times before and this people say that this is like his best role and I would agree like so far I'm really really enjoying him in this. This also stars Lee Chin as the female lead, uh, Chen Dao Ming, Wu Gang and also Tu Zi Gang. Um, so I, I'm just really really enjoying this guys and if you you know want to try it but you've been afraid of the length or you've been afraid of doing it by yourself and you need a little you know get together come and join us um, over on Discord. Everything's absolutely free uh, so you don't have to speak if you feel that you know you're not comfortable with that you can just like write your comments on the chat that's absolutely fine that way too and if you do want to watch it this is available in like a bunch of places it's available on Viki, it's available on we tv 10 cent yo yo amazon prime it is available in a bunch of places so very very easily accessible and there is going to be a second season so this is kind of like what spurred me to want to try and watch it because there is going to be a second season to this and yeah i i'm just excited to watch more and like i said every week i kind of have to stop myself from watching any more episodes it's becoming quite difficult because I just love watching our male lead like try because he doesn't want anything to do with anybody he just kind of like wants to live his life not do a lot but people like he keeps ending up in these situations where he has to be smart and then people take notice and he's like I don't want this so it's I'm having a lot of fun with it really 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 enjoying it so that is joy of life so next up on my loving category is one that i am also very much enjoying and it's a korean drama and i think a lot of people will know this because a lot of people are also watching this one and that is the drama marry my husband so that's a drama starring park bin young and also it stars na in woo and and Lee Yu Kyung, Song Ha Yoon, as well as Lee Gi Kwong. So, quite a few characters. 
in this it is a revenge drama it is available on prime video and basically the story is if you're not watching this it is kind of like a revenge drunk kind of drama so basically a female lead played by Park Min Young is um, basically dying of cancer and in 2023 and she is married to a good for nothing husband who is atrocious and she has a best friend and she finds out that actually her best friend is having an affair with her husband. They are despicable people, despicable people, both of them. And basically, they, uh, the husband has taken out a, um, what's the word, like an insurance on her. So if she dies, he's going to get a huge amount of money. So he there's an accident of sorts and well it's not really an accident the husband and the best friend kind of end up killing her even though she's already dying of cancer and her last sort of thought is she sort of says to herself I you know wish I'd had lived my life differently so she dies and she kind of wakes up 10 years earlier in 2013 where she's not married yet and you know things are kind of she can change and so she starts trying to go about changing her life. One of the things she tries to do is to break up with her then boyfriend, which will become the killer, you know, husband later on. And he turns really violent. So she kind of figures out that she can't change her whole life just, you know, out of a whim. She kind of needs to sort of give her life to somebody else. Like her fate needs to become somebody else's fate so that she can a kind of go along and do something else so that is the sort of plot and then we have the male lead played by Na In Wu who is also from the future like you find that out fairly you know quick I don't think it's a big big spoiler it's fairly obvious like I guessed it fairly early on um but I you know it's very fascinating watching this very meek kind of lady become this powerful you know kind of get what I want woman um just by you know because she knows what's going to happen in the in the future so it's very very interesting I'm really really enjoying it um it is different a lot of people compare this to the um revenge drama last year uh, my perfect marriage revenge or perfect marriage revenge and I there's aspects of it that are similar but I do think they are still very different dramas they are just kind of like in that time travel revenge kind of drama but I feel like marry my husband is less Mac Jong than my you know perfect marriage revenge that would be my association with the two of them again i'm really really loving it having a well of a time watching it so that is marry my husband so next up on my list is the last one on my um loving uh category and that is the currently airing chinese drama love in jaws now this is said to be a youth drama but it's a little bit of different of a youth drama because normally with youth dramas you get like the whole school aspect and then you get the whole adult aspect this one works a little bit differently because you see both timelines at the same time um basically you see the adults and the adults are remembering their youth and their like school um memories so the uh, MDL description, I'm going to try and read it, see how that goes, see if that better explains it. Huang Ying Zi, Jiang Yi, Fang Ming Yu, Zhuang Yun Lan, Yi, no, wait, Zhuang Yuan, Lan Yi Fei, and Guan Chao all grew up together in Aerospace City, and they became known as the Aerospace City F6. The good friends had promised to be together for the rest of their lives but were forced to abandon their promise because of an accident in the year of their Gaokao College entrance examination. Twelve years later, at the age of 30, they each walked alone on their respective paths of life, working hard and 
growing up in the adult world. Suddenly one day they received the news that their good friend Guan Chao was about to get married. With the help of Huang Yingzi, the old friends reunited during the wedding and their memories of youth slowly unfolded. Only then did they realize that the feelings that had sprouted when they were 17 had never dissipated and were many misunderstandings behind the accident. In fact, the friendship that stayed in the past had never ended. So basically, it is like a group of six people, really, really, really good friends in high school. And, you know, like they said, something happens. There is an accident. I am up to episode eight, I believe, at the moment. And to this point, you still can't figure out what the accident is. They haven't told you. They've kind of like mentioned it, but they haven't told you yet. So there was an accident and they kind of like each went their own way and they became slightly different people. So when we meet them, we do meet them in high school the drama starts in high school for a couple of scenes and then you go to the present time which is when they are grown-ups I am really really enjoying this back and forth because they kind of it's things in the future that kind of remind them of their younger memories and that's when you do a flashback and they'll show you that specific memory so I'm really really enjoying that kind of different um, flavor to a youth drama I haven't really seen anything like this before so I'm really really enjoying it um, I'm very curious to see what the accident was because they were so they were extremely close and they became not close at all so I'm really really curious to see what has happened there this is airing on vicky vicky is slightly behind on episodes because it didn't start airing till later so i was actually watching on kukan which is like a um official youtube channel so that's why i'm a little bit further ahead it's supposed to be on yoku but yoku is not distributing it internationally which is very very annoying because this is also airing on a chinese tv in china so that's probably why it's you know yoku hasn't been able to um deliver you know outside of china so the main cast for this is yang zi is fan chang chang it's zu yan man zi it's jin shi jia and wang qian yu as well as fang yu chiao so these are the six that play the six characters so three male three female this is my first time watching fan chang chang as well as Jin Shi. Oh no, I have watched him before. Uh, so yeah, so I've watched Yang Zhu before. I've watched Zhu Yan Manzi before as well, as well as Jin Shi Jia. So I've watched like half of the main cast before. Uh, I'm really, really interesting by Fan Chang Chang. I, uh, you know, this is my first time watching him, but I'm enjoying his character so far. He looks, the thing is, he looks so young compared to Yang Zi. And um, that's quite interesting because I know he's probably not that much young. Well, he's 23. And Yang Zi is, I think, I am just going to double check. Uh, so she's 31. So, you know, they are a couple of years apart. But even so, they are playing really, really well with each other. They have, like I said, I'm just curious to see what it's going to be like um, with the big reveal of the accident because I have no clue what it was. Like, nobody really has said. I have an inkling, but I don't want to say it here because it might, you know, it'll be a spoiler. So that is the last one from my loving category. That's the three dramas right now that I'm really, really enjoying. So the next ones I'm going to run through a little bit quicker. Uh, so enjoying category. The first one I'm really enjoying is a drama called With You. And that one stars Tan Song Yoon and it stars uh, Liu Hao Ran as well as Wang Yu Shin. So that's the main cast. It is one that I kind of started watching. It's been on my watch list for a good while. It's supposed to be on IG and Vicky and it's one that again it's been on my um 
watch list for a little while. But the reason that really made me pull the trigger and go watch it is because I went to watch the movie that this is kind of like. So there is a movie called My Best Summer that came out after this drama. Uh, so yeah, the movie is from 2019 and that stars Hilando and it also, it also stars Chen Fei-Yu. And I watched it and I did a review for it over on Patreon. And I was looking at the um, MDL for My Best Summer, the movie. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's, you know, there's a drama. And one of the things that I kept saying about the movie was the fact that they didn't seem to have enough time to tell the story fully so everything felt a little bit rushed and that's the reason I wanted to check out the drama so much was because they have more time but basically the story is uh so my drama list description is gang gang is a normal high school student trying to find her place in the world her father just remarried and she's adjusting to her new family she's struggling with her assignments at her new prestigious high school and she's feeling quite lonely on the first day of school she meets a cute boy yu hui and they start off on the wrong foot but quickly he becomes one of her many friends uh, she even attracts the class rebel lu xing he and he announces his love to the world. Daily school life becomes quite enjoyable, but when school ends, will she find love with the boy she always crushed on or the one who has always been there for her? So, this is the story, you know, it's quite interesting. I don't know if they're going to go into the future, which I hope they do, because that was the part that I felt the movie was a little bit rushed on. So we shall see. I'm enjoying it. It is kind of like a nice youth drama for the time being. So that is with the drama with you. Uh, next up on my enjoying is the classic, and I'm not going to talk about this one very much at all. It is the classic mammoth drama Nirvana in Fire. I am finally watching it. I am currently only about four or five, I believe five episodes in it. Uh, I wanted to finish up uh, Princess Young, which I have now and get like a big historical out of the way so I could focus a little bit more. And for Nirvana and Fire, I kind of need all my brain cells intact. So I kind of can only watch it at the weekend. But I'm not going to talk about it too much for the simple reason that there is going to be a review for Nirvana and Fire on the podcast. And I'm going to be doing it with uh, Sarah from K-Drama This. She's finished it. She's raving about it. So I'm very, very excited to kind of like sink my teeth into this a little bit further but that's why I'm not going to be you know talking about it too much and that's why for the time being it's just on my enjoying I think it's because everything's still getting really set up so the story hasn't really really started going yet uh, so that is why so next up is one that I'm also not going to mention too much about because I've only watched two episodes. I'm super behind on it. And that is the Chinese drama 19th Floor. It is a drama that stars, so it's kind of like dubbed as adventure thriller mystery youth. And it stars uh, people such as Sun Qian and Wei Ziming. So Wei Ziming for me, if he's in something, I definitely want to check it out so that's like one of the reasons I was interested in this but the, the reason main main reason I was really intrigued was because this is quite different to anything I've kind of watched before and the MDL description reads Chun Yu is a university student whose life is thrown into unspeakable turmoil when she re receives a chilling text message that reads, I know what the 19th floor of hell is. Soon she realizes that other students on campus have received the very same message. Before long, she learns that she has been sucked into the macabre reality of a mobile game that takes place in a ghostly haunted building where every floor is full of dangerous horrors and terrifying secrets. Worse still, she observes when unwittingly players fail to beat a level in the game, they immediately fall into a coma. With no other choice, she begins to play the game where she meets fellow player Gao Xuan. The duo begin to navigate the perils of the building together, slowly heading towards the dreaded 19th floor. But what awaits them is if they make it to the game's end final decisive level. So basically, 
it's a bunch of characters who got dragged into this really scary, really macabre game called 19th Floor. And the aim is to beat the game, is to get to the 19th floor. But if you die in the game, you kind of fall into a coma in real life. So that's the whole situation. They are trying to escape. This is done really well. Like the graphics on this are really, really good. And this is a Mango TV original. It says it's upcoming on Vicky, but it's been upcoming on Vicky for weeks now and still nothing. There's not even a date. So I did check it out on M on Mango TV or MGTV. And actually the subs aren't too bad. So that's where I'm watching if you want to know. The subs, like I said, not terribly bad. So if you're really, really curious and you don't necessarily want to wait for Vicky anymore, go check it out on there. I don't normally recommend uh and you know mango tv but for this one like i said they aren't doing it too badly so i don't mind it too much so moving right along i am also watching one that is so on my enjoying and i'm really really enjoying it i only have about um about maybe 10 episodes left of it and that is shining for one thing and i got very busy with this one uh so i wasn't able to go back and sort of check out other uh the rest of it but i want to just sit down and basically binge the rest of it because i feel like it's going to be a run for the rest of the episodes kind of drama so I definitely want to do that I just haven't quite found the time yet to do it and that's why it's on my enjoying it although I am really loving it I find the whole uh, concept very new so basically this girl kind of you know she's going along her life and then she finds her old uh, old mobile phone and it kind of takes her back to the you know year that she was a teenager and in high school and she has to kind of like redo that because one of the people that she becomes quite close to is supposedly going to you know unalive themselves and there's that whole mystery that you have she's trying to discover but also she knows that like her going back in time is kind of linked directly with him so that's where we are at the moment um like i said i'm about 10 episodes out of finishing this one this one is available on vicky and ig i am watching it on ig i am new to pretty much all of these actors except caesar Wu, but this actually stars kalina zhang and as well it stars ku shu chiao there is a movie as well which I would want to uh, watch. It is Shining for One Thing, the movie. It's the sequel. So I will try and hopefully be able to watch the movie afterwards. I am want to finish this one and I do want to review it for Patreon. So be on the lookout for that. I'm very excited to finish this one. So that's why I don't want to say too much about it because I do want to do a full review for it so the next category is the meh category and i have two dramas on there and that is the drama uh so the first one on there is the drama um different princess now this one is okay so far. It's one of those very classic stories where basically the female lead is a writer and she gets sucked into her own book. So basically what happens is she writes a book, an online novel that she's updating every week and it becomes very, very popular. And she gets to the end of that book and she basically, the ending of the book is one of the most frustrating endings for people and people like curse her out really badly because she like wants to leave an impact and that sort of thing and it actually ends up meaning that the supposed evil person in the in the drama in the book uh, the villain actually ends up winning everything and he comes out on top and the good guys actually end up dead so that's the ending she goes for and obviously like people riot and go really mad and curse her out and she kind of like i'm done with this i'm gonna have a nap and then she wakes up in the body of the princess that the villain is supposed to marry and then he's like gonna kill her on their wedding night so she's trying to get away it's a whole thing and obviously then you come to discover that the villain in you know not everything is black and white so 
that is the story. And like I said, it is meh. It, it, it's okay. I'm enjoying it. Uh, okay. It could go either way because I am super, super behind. I'm only now on episode, let me see, um, episode 11 out of 36. And there's a lot. I think that's like on episode 26 now. So I'm like super, super behind at this point. And I don't know. It could go either way whether I finish it or not. And it's quite interesting because this specific drama uh, it came out but it came out you know you can't see even if you go to mdl the actual um male lead for this who plays the villain is really not listed all that anywhere and the posters you don't see him very often or him mentioned because there's a like a controversy with him and that's what they've kind of decided they still aired it and it was okay to air but they just don't mention his name anywhere so that's kind of like an interesting little tidbit uh but that's the one that i'm kind of you know meh about so that's different princess and then the other one which i don't know it is on my meh category but i may really really end up dropping this one it's called because i've literally only watched two episodes it's called gold house hidden love and it aired all the episodes in one go actually and it's an IG drama and the MDL description reads Jin Shia a 27 year old assistant to a wedding dress designer took out a loan to buy an old seaside house she thought a happy life of owning a house with would begin but Jin Shia soon discovered that the house was actually haunted it turns out that there is a young man living in seclusion in the ancient house whose behavior and abilities are like a ghost this suspected ghost boy has no memory and cannot leave the ancient house and he seems to be inextricably linked to Jin Shia. In order to find the reason for their bond, the two started a blushing and heart-pounding hidden husband in a golden house cohabitation life. So, it is 24 episodes. I've not really seen any of these actors before. The main roles are Lai, Lei Mei Yun and Wang Zihao. Now, I don't know if they're kind of like green actors, but they feel a little green. Um, I mean, this uh, actress has been only in two things before, My Queen, um, and she's also been in Project 17 by my side. So not a lot, actually. And a couple of movies all as support roles. So, you know, she's not really been in a lot of things. So she is quite green and you can kind of see it. And the male lead is also not been in a lot either. So he was uh, in our times and he was a very, very small uh, support role there. As well as Secret by wants to resign every day which is basically one of those uh small you know very small web dramas so all of that to say that the acting is very very green and not really very convincing at this point like i said i have only watched uh two episodes so i don't know i don't know if i'm gonna end up dropping this one or keep watching i don't know i honestly don't guys at this point there was really not a lot that was like grabbing me i mean i think i picked it up because at the time not many things were out at all it was very dry out there in drama land so i was like i'm not really gonna be watching that much so i i, I could try this one but they dropped all the episodes at once so that was pretty interesting but I suppose we shall see next month whether, I'd, you know, there's an onslaught of dramas that I really want to check out. So we shall see next month whether I've kept to it or not, if I still do my um, what I dropped category. I guess we shall see if it's which category it'll belong to next week. But it's just one of those that really at this point could go either way. And then I have two dramas right now on my too early to tell, both Korean dramas. And the reason they are here is because one of them I've watched one episode, the other I've watched two episodes and I'm enjoying them. But again, I'm still very cautious about them. So the first one is one that a shout out to Marta. She, uh, Marta over on Discord kept saying, I think you need to check this one out. I think you're really, really enjoying it. Uh, it seems like it's something that you'll enjoy. So that is 
uh, a shop for killers. There we go, Marta. I am now currently watching it. So I've watched two episodes so far. Well, actually, more like an episode and a half. I haven't made it to the end of um, episode two. And I'm very, very intrigued because I want to know what the heck's going on. Everything is still very much in the air and the whole like plot behind the main story is very intriguing for me. So I'm very, very interested. So the uh, MDL description reads, shortly after entering college, Jian receives a call from local police informing of her, informing her of her uncle's suicide. Her career, no, her, her career, her carer, her carer, oh, her carer, <laughs> guys, <laughs> clearly, uh, her carer since the death of her parents. Uncle Jong Jin Man had always been quiet and mysterious, but never suicidal. But before Jiana has a chance to think, her life is turned upside down by a flurry of gunfire, murder drones, and more, as a medley of highly skilled assassins inexplicably turns their focus to killing her. Pinned down in her uncle's home, Jian will be forced to revisit some of the bizarre training her uncle gave her throughout her formative years. If she hopes to survive long enough to discover what is going on. So that is the plot. I'm not going to go too much into detail about anything else because, to be honest, I think by like episode one and a half, we as an audience don't know much more than that. But I am very, very, very interesting. I think it's so far really, really well acted, especially. So we have the one and only Lee Dong-wook in this, and we have the female lead. We have Kim Hae-joon. She is fairly young, I believe. She is... On, oh my god, no, she's not. She's 28? She's 28? Okay, sorry guys. I thought she was way, way younger than this. No, she is 28, but she's been in a couple of dramas like Inspector Koo, Doctor Romantic Season 3 um, as a guest role. Uh, she's been in Connect, so she's been in Kingdom Season 2. Oh my gosh, she plays the Queen in Kingdom. That's where I know her from. Oh, and she was in Just Between Lovers as well. So she's fairly, fairly, fairly seasoned um, as an actress. So this is, oh my gosh, I feel so bad because I honestly thought she was younger than this. Apparently not. Apparently I I was very, very wrong. But I am very much enjoying this so far. Uh, it's still very, very, very early uh, on for me. And I think there's only four episodes out at the time of recording. And this is available on Disney+, Plus, Disney+, Plus Hotstar, and Hulu for America. Because um, at least in the UK, Hulu is not available. So in the UK, it'll be available on Disney. So... Again, very, very intrigued. I'm really looking forward to see what else comes out of this. Um, so, yeah. So, the next one that I have on my um, Too Early to Tell, and the only reason it's there, literally I've watched one episode. I'm recording this Sunday, and the drama releases new episodes Monday, Sunday. So, you know, I, I've just watched the first, you know, I haven't even actually watched the full first episode. Uh, I think I've got about 10 minutes left because something came up and I couldn't quite finish it. But it is the Korean drama Dr. Slump. And basically, it is a, a story that it's about these two rivals who are ridiculously clever. They live to study and get good grades and whatnot. And they kind of go and they are rivals at this school. And then basically they kind of meet up in the future. And, you know, they meet because our male lead is going through a tough time because basically they grow up, right? And the male lead kind of goes on to be a very famous plastic surgeon, but something happens to him. And because of that, he kind of gets into a case of, um, a medical malpractice and our female lead has also become a doctor but her life is very drastically different from his uh, so it's kind of like them coming back together and finding each other at the right time that sort of story uh, so 
basically, the MDL description reads, During his school years, Yu Jong-woo always placed first in academics, and he studied at the top medical school in the country. Jong-woo is now a popular plastic surgeon. His life goes smoothly, but due to a mysterious medical accident, his life is pushed to the edge. At this time, he meets Nam Ha Nul. She was a rival in his past, and he meets her at the lowest point in his life. Han Yul works as an, an anesthesiologist, basically the person who gives the anesthesia, guys. When she was growing up, people called her a genius due to her extreme intelligence. She studied hard and became a doctor. Her life consists of only work and studying. She doesn't have any time to experience fun. One day, Haniel realizes she isn't happy with her life and she wants to make a change. At this time, she meets Jong-woo during one of the worst moments in her life. They comfort each other and a romantic relationship blossoms between them. So that's, you know, the main plot. The reason I went into this is because it's Park Young-sik and I tend to at least give his roles a try this is also Park Shin Hae in the male in the female lead um we will see it's still very early for me I don't really want to judge anything on one episode it is a Netflix this is available on Netflix um so like I said it's still very early for me to like even judge it. I've bet I haven't even finished the first episode. That's why it's on my too early to tell. Next month we shall see where this lands on my list. Um my only thing is, guys, why do we need so episodes one hour and a half? Why? Why do we need episodes to be one hour and a half? This is like a very, very, you know, um, left side tyrant for me. But I, I am one of those people that I really don't necessarily do the whole one hour and a half episodes. But we shall see. It's 16 episodes. So I don't know, because 16 episodes for this sort of setup, unless they have something else. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We shall see. It is very early to tell, so I'm trying not to judge it yet. Um, for K-dramas that are 16 episodes, I tend to at least give it four episodes. So that's what I'm going to do. Next week, I'll have a better idea, I think, of where uh, this drama is going to land for me personally. So that is it. That is my currently watching. And uh, that is everything I'm watching right now. And but next month and in the next week there's going to be quite a few and by that I mean I already have one two three four dramas on here that I definitely will be checking out and so my list could look very differently by next month so the first one I'm going to check out comes out actually tomorrow and by tomorrow I mean 29th of uh, January and it is a Chinese drama and it is one that uh, guys it involves food so you know I was gonna definitely check it out it's called Sweet Trap so I'm very very excited to try this out the promo for it looks really really good and basically it is 24 episodes so it's gonna be one of those short but sweet ones it is a 10 cent video oh my gosh i've just realized something it says the duration is 10 minutes which means it's going to be like one of those web series i don't think that's quite right it'll be interesting to figure out tomorrow if that's the case or not so this stars zhang miao yi who you would have also known from dramas such as exclusive fairy tale and when i fly towards you she is the female lead in both of those so that's why I really wanted to check this out. I think she is blooming adorable and I really, really enjoy her. So, um, and the male lead for this is she Bin Bin. I have seen him in a couple of things, I believe. So he was in dramas such as Party A Who Lives Beside Me, Beautiful Reborn Flower and The Prince of Tennis. So a couple of things, a couple of those dramas. So, I've seen both of these actors before, but my draw to this drama is definitely the female lead. I'm going to be really intrigued to see if that um, 
tidbit of 10 minutes per episode is going to be correct or not. I didn't think this was going to be a short format drama, but maybe it is. So the MDL description reads, Apprentice Lee Nye went undercover to help his master reclaim the prestigious five-star kitchen knife symbolizing honor. Her sole purpose was to one day defeat the chef assassin Jiang Ji, but she ended up falling into a trap designed by Jiang Ji. This drama is set against the backdrop of traditional Chinese cuisine, where a culinary novice and the knife-stealing assassin in the culinary world embark on the battle of wits and skills, creating sweet and sweet and bitter rivalry on their culinary journey. So, you guys, it's a food romance drama. Like, I am signed up, sold and ready to try it. We shall see. Again, I'm very intrigued to see uh, how long the episodes really are going to be for this one. I didn't think that was going to be the case, but maybe it is. I don't know. Um, It'll remain to be seen. Um, But yeah, I will definitely be checking it out either way. So the next one up that I have that I, I have been wanting this drama for so many days, guys, are we finally have a day. So next Friday, February the 2nd of 2024, amidst a snowstorm of love will finally air. I This is perfect. I have said it time and time again. This kind of drama is perfect for the time. It is kind of like it's good. it has that wintry vibe to it a little bit. Um, it is a sports romance drama and it, the MDL description reads, former professional snooker genius Lin Yi Yang met the popular nine ball player Yin Gu on a rare snowstorm night. With the help of Yin Gu's cousin, they got to know each other. Lin Yi Yang was once a famous snooker genius. In a match, he unintentionally offended the judge due to the objection of penalty. He was unsatisfied with the judgment and announced his retirement directly. As a result, he quit the professional snooker. Yin Gu's parents changed his life. He fell in love with Yin Gu. So that's the story. I'm very excited. Not only is this adapted from a mobile Feibao novel, and if you guys don't know who, you know, Maybao Feibao is... They have basically done a bunch, 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 bunch of things. And by that, I mean... They've both done, uh, they've both got screenwriting credits, but also they have got um, actual, you know, their book credits. So they've done things such as One and Only, Forever and Ever, Go Go Squid, you know, they've also done things such as Love Me, Love My Voice, Road Home. So they've written a lot of nice things that I tend to enjoy watching. So they are one of those um writers that I tend to look forward to. She is, you know, one of those writers that I tend to look forward to her her stuff, whether it be her writing it or her, you know, adapting it. So just a little brief on her. Mobile Feibao, a Chinese web novelist and screenwriter, is born in Beijing and graduated from Shanghai, Jiao Tong University. In August 2011, published the first physical book, easily on fire. In the same year, she served as a screenwriter of the ancient court love drama Scarlet Heart. So if you guys don't know, the Korean Scarlet Heart is actually an adaptation of a Chinese drama and she was the web, uh, not the web, she was a screenwriter for that uh, original Chinese drama Scarlet Heart. So I, I'm just always very excited. But not only that, guys, but the male lead for this is Wule. Now, we know I adore Wule. I, you know, I am here to see him do more of these um, modern rom- romances. He did really, really well in Nothing But You, so I'm very, very excited. And the female lead for this is Zhao Jin Mai, and she's been in a, quite a few things. She was the female lead in Reset, which is where she really, really stood out with me. So she's also been in The Blessed Girl, Brilliant Girls, 
Stand By Me, Growing Pain Season 2. So she's been in a bunch of things. I tend to really enjoy her. So yeah, that is Amidst a Snowstorm of Love. I'm very, very excited for this one. The next one up is Al Haruride 2. Now this is actually already currently airing, but it is one episode a week and I can't be dealing with that. So by my calculations, this should be all like six episodes should be released at some point in February. So I am just going to sit and binge the rest of it. You guys know I've talked about Haruride, the Japanese drama, um, a little bit. You know, it was one of my favorites from last year. So I'm very excited to finally watch the second part. The next one up that I'm very excited for is I seem to be getting into uh, a bit of, um, you know, rhythm with Korean dramas because this is also kind of like a thriller and it is a killer paradox. Now, this comes out on February 9th. I'm very excited to try it out. It is a... I mean, it's a Choi Woo-shik drama. I was always going to try out. The cast on this seems really, really good. It's Choi Woo-shik, Son Suk-koo, and Lee Hee-joon. So... I'm really, really excited. The MDL description reads, The story follows Lee Tang, an ordinary college student who gets into an argument with a customer during a part-time job at a convenience store at night and consciously swings a hammer and kills him. Suffering from guilt and fear of murder, Lee Tang learns one day that the person he killed was a serial killer and slowly realizes that he has a supernatural ability to identify bad seeds. He soon becomes a dark hero who punishes people who committed an ethical evil in the past. A cold-blooded, charismatic, and persistent detective starts to chase Lee Tang. This is going to be one of those, you know, it is an 18-plus rating and Koreans don't mess about if it's an 18 plus rating it's really going to be an 18 plus rating it is eight episodes so I'm very very excited and actually I believe so this is Netflix and um if it's Netflix and it's going to be released February 9th, which is a Friday. That probably means they're going to give us all the eight episodes in one go. So I will probably be binging this one that weekend. So I'm very, very excited to try that one. Now, that is it. That's the ones I'm looking forward to. Um, I am just going to mention the ones I dropped. Now, I'm not going to go into too much detail about them mainly for these it was story-wise that wasn't working a little bit of the acting too but mainly it was story-wise it just wasn't working for me I wasn't in the right mood for them so I kind of like let them go so the first one up is Love Song for Illusion that's the Korean drama I think I watched about three episodes and I I don't know I like the premise but I wasn't really getting into it anymore and I decided I was letting it go the next one up is actually two in one it's Sword and Fairy 4 and 6. Um, I don't know. I For the one with Chen Zuyan I, and Jun Jung Yi, I don't really like that female lead very much. And the, I don't know, his character was very childish and I understood why he was that way. Um, but I don't know. I think I watched two episodes and it honestly just really wasn't working for me. So I dropped it. The same with the SDU and Shukai one. It, I don't know, the story, I watched a little bit of it and it wasn't clicking for me. It didn't grab my attention. So yeah. Um, and guys, when I mean, like, just because I dropped them, it doesn't mean that, you know, you shouldn't check them out. If it's something that's calling to you, then you should just check it out anyways. Um, but yeah, they, these are the ones that just don't necessarily work for me. So the next two, oh, the same male lead is our interpreter and my boss. I actually ended up dropping both of these. Um, I was excited for both of them at the beginning, but they are very long. They are 36 episodes, and I think modern romance Chinese dramas rarely get good, you know, a good show throughout with 36 episodes. And both of these, there was trends in them that I was seeing that I wasn't going to be liking very much. So I ended up dropping. So, but I know lots of people are watching my boss and really, really loving it. You know, good for you guys. I'm glad you're enjoying it. It just, it isn't one that is working for me. 
The next one up is the mutations. I don't know. I got very confused and it wasn't really, really, you know, piquing my interest. It's not a genre that I look forward to all the time. So I let that one go too. A Good Day to Be a Dog. I ended up just losing steam with this one completely and I was meant to be coming back to it. I kind of tried another episode and then I was like, actually, I'm not enjoying it that much anymore. So I ended up dropping it. And the last one is Derailment. Again, this is kind of like sci-fi and it's one of those that I don't tend to enjoy very much. That, you know, it's not a genre that I gravitate towards. The male lead was kind of a jerk. And yes, he may have changed later on. I don't know because I didn't keep watching it, but I just couldn't see it. So it wasn't for me. So that is my dramas that I dropped. I don't know if I'm going to keep this category or not. Um, I'm going to do a poll, see what you guys think. I really do need your feedback on this one because it's just one of those that I'm not sure it's a category I want to keep. I don't know if I want to put that negativity out there and open myself up for people just being like, why aren't you watching this? Why did you drop it? That sort of thing. But also, if you really, really loved any of these and you think, you know, I think you will actually enjoy it after a certain point, then, you know, come talk to me too. That's why I think it would be good to have that category here as well. So, that is it. That is everything. That is my currently watching, my dramas that I'm looking forward to, the dramas that I dropped. That is everything I've done in January 2024. Happy New Year, guys, in a sense. <laughs> Although we're almost at the end of January. We're done with January. Bring up February, please and thank you. And Again, I just want to thank each and every one of you for listening. You honestly make this whole thing worthwhile. So that is it. That is the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and I shall see you next week. Bye. Want to find an Asian drama community? Then join the Tea and Soju Discord server, where we chat everything from C dramas to K dramas to J dramas. To chat with me, check out any of the socials. Please help the podcast by rating, viewing, and subscribing wherever you listen to help others find this little corner. Lastly, consider joining Patreon to further support the podcast and receive extra content. All of the links are in the episode description. That's it. This has been another episode episode of the Tea and So Juicy Drama Podcast. I'm your host, Liliana, and I'll see you next week for more Sea Drama Chatter.